Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, DB. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. If you love and support the work that we do, head to www.sexedwithdb.com and buy some of our hot new merch. Follow us on Instagram at sexedwithdbpodcast. And if you want to advertise with us, shoot us an email at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. We are back after a very long time away. Hello. As you may have seen from our socials, I did indeed have COVID, but... Luckily, my case wasn't very severe, and I am back in action. Today's episode features Eleanor Grano and Veronica Granato of Jane's Due Process, an organization that helps young people in Texas navigate parental consent laws on abortion and birth control. They provide free legal support, one-on-one case management, and stigma-free info on sexual and reproductive health. Here I am with Eleanor and Veronica. Want to get your birth control with free delivery? Well, now you can with Pandia Health. Pandia Health makes our lives easier by bringing you birth control wherever you have internet and a mailbox. If you have a prescription, you can move it to their pharmacy and get your birth control delivered. If you don't have one, you can have their expert birth control doctors write you one. Find out more at PandiaHealth.com. That's P-A-N-D-I-A Health.com and use code SEXEDFREE to get a free telemedicine appointment for the first 50 people who sign up. Follow them on Instagram, at Pandia Health. Offer only valid in Arizona, California, Florida, Texas, and Wyoming. I bet you baked all the bread and binged all the TV shows during quarantine. But have you created an exact copy of your genitals? Yeah, I didn't think so. Meet Clona Willy. Clona Willy and Clona Pussy are DIY molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of a penis or vulva at home into a high quality sex toy or memento. Check them out at www.clonawilly.com and use promo code SEXED20 for 20% off your purchase. Follow them on Instagram at Clona Willy Kit. How many different ways do you think I can say the word lube in 30 seconds? Let's give it a shot. Lube. Lube. Luby, luby, luby. Lube. Lurb. L. To the U, to the B, to the E. Lube. Well, that was lubes. I mean, loads of fun. This phenomenal and very necessary lube break was brought to you by Uber Lube. Use promo code SEXEDDB for 10% off your purchase with free shipping at www.uberlube.com. Eleanor and Veronica, welcome to the podcast. How's it going today? It's going well, Danielle. How are you? I'm great. I'm really, really glad to have you both on. Veronica, how are you? I'm good as well. Thank you. Amazing. (laughs) So happy to hear that. Um... Let's kick it off. Let's have both of you tell us your names, your pronouns, and what you both do. Uh, My name is Eleanor Grano. I'm the program manager at Jane's Due Process. My pronouns are she, her. And what I do is I um, make sure that young people are centered in the conversation about sex ed and abortion care. Incredible. 
So my name is Veronica. I use she, her pronouns, and I am a, currently a student at UTSA. I'm a mechanical engineer, and um, what I do for Jane's Two Process specifically, um, I'm a peer support mentor, and basically um, I just help other teens go, going through the judicial bypass process do the same thing. Like um, I just kind of help them out, and so that's my position at Jane's Two Process. Love it, and we're definitely going to dive a little bit deeper into that, but perfect. Let's get into your backgrounds. Um, how did you each become passionate about reproductive justice? Um, well, I mean, I, I have endometriosis. So, like, I have, like, an experience with navigating it. I didn't get diagnosed until, like, I was uh, 32, um, which is surprising but not surprising because that's what we know about the statistics with endo. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I'm passionate about it just because I've experienced it, like, not getting diagnosed, um, and with other people needing access to healthcare when it's not always easily accessible. So I'm passionate about making sure that everyone can access it. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And how about you, Veronica? So I started out by having my own abortion through the judicial bypass process. So, which is basically, um, I had to go through Jane's due process and that's what the heart of Jane's due process is, is just like judicial bypass for teens trying to get like an abortion in Texas. And so I, I originally had an abortion with Jane's due process and they helped me with the judicial bypass process, which, um, they helped me every single step of the way. And then once that was over with, um, about a year after that, I was contacted by, um, another a person from Jane's due process, the one that actually helped me through the abortion mm -hmm. and asked me if I wanted to, if I considered sharing my story so that way um other people can know what I went through and to let I guess share my story so that other people would know what teens are facing in these states that have these like parental consent and parental notification laws so that's how I started getting into it and then once I got into that once I had my first like um shared storytelling experience that's when I started to do more, like Eleanor said, um, I started to, I became like a peer support mentor with a um, leader with Jane's due process. And then I started with all these organizations focusing in different areas of reproductive justice. Um, I think my first job job was like doing self-managed abortion um, work in my community. And so that's really how I got started in all of this. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Thank you both so much for sharing your stories. Um, that is amazing. And you are both contributing so much to reproductive justice work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for fighting the good fight. I would love to hear more about what part of Jane's due process, um, like work do each of you contribute to? Yeah. So, um, I got involved. Um, so I worked for another organization. It was bipartisan. Um, but it intersected a lot with reproductive health and reproductive rights and justice. Um, so I decided to just take the leap and um, move my work more into, to ground my work more into the movement. Um, and technically Jane's Due Process is like a reproductive rights org because we help uh, young people navigate parental involvement laws, but we use a reproductive justice lens since um, you know our organization wasn't founded by black women. Um, and it, um, and it's also the law. So uh, and the law is like inherently, I don't, I don't know, think like there's always like a 
reproductive justice lens with a law that's inherently racist. But with that said, um, we do provide like a reproductive justice lens. And so that we support young people, both like going through the bypass process with the case manager who supports them every step of the way. Um, and afterwards we invest in their leadership. So like Veronica does say that she does mentor people, but she also does a lot of really other great things. Like she testifies for sex ed, uh, she lobbies, um, and she writes op-eds and she writes blog posts about it. Um, and just to let young people know that they, um, they're seen and they're heard because they're not always included in the conversation, um. Totally. And since we're getting into it, let's define judicial bypass. For those of us, um, including myself, who are listening and, and chatting with you, um, what is judicial bypass? Um, what does it mean? Um, kind of who does it impact? And what does it mean for Jane's due process to help young people go through or p- bypass judicial bypass? So there's uh, 37 states with a parental, some sort of parental involvement law for uh, abortion care. Um, so in Texas, it's a parental consent law and in other states, it might be a parental notification law where they notify your parent before you get an abortion. But the reality is like, regardless if it's a parental notification or a parental consent law, it still is rarely, um, it's still like you have to go through the bypass process to get around it if you don't want to involve your parent in any way. Um, and then in Maryland, you have to ask like a the doctor, they don't have a bypass process, but like you ask the doctor um, that you're, you plead your case to the doctor, which is weird. Um, and it doesn't make it any more um, easier either. Cause like, once again, you have to like explain and for someone to think that you're mature enough to consent on your own. And that's so um, arbitrary. Like it doesn't like someone can think you're not mature for like the most ridiculous reasons. Um, Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of red tape, it sounds like, for people under 18 who want to get abortions, which is something that they are absolutely entitled to and should have access to, um, a lot of red tape around that. Judicial bypass is why, is the reason why Jane's due process was founded. We were founded um, after the first parental involvement law for abortion was um, passed in Texas. But since then, and that has been what we've been doing for like the last like 15 years. Um, And then about two and a half uh, years ago, we started expanding to do more than just um, just abortion care. But we've started really like working uh, with teens navigating parental involvement laws for um, to access contraception, um, STI testing. Um, We're also like supporting them, like if they need information about PrEP. and PEP because the laws are unclear around that access as well. And a lot of times because there's a lack of sex ed in Texas, young people just don't know how they can, if even if they want to take a preventative step or just take control of their bodies. Um, so we've been doing that. And that's why we launched a text hotline um, back in 2017. And in the first year we like took 200 texts and now we take like 3000 a year. Wow. Um, but that's just like, yeah, it's just about educating teens and teens want to know, and it's not always, um, 
yes, some of them are sexually active, um, but there's also some that are dealing with endometriosis or PCOS and like they want to, they've told their parents, like the doctors have told their parents, like birth control will help reduce some of the symptoms, make it more manageable. And parents have outright denied it because they think it's going to make them more promiscuous. And so a lot of teens reach out to us to hear about that so that they can, um, reduce the pain that they deal with. Um, so that's that's what we do. You know, we are here to support teens through the, the judicial bypass process, but we've also been expanding it to help them access all sorts of um, sexual health and reproductive health needs. Um, and then we've also been investing in our former clients, like Veronica and a few others, um, to become leaders in the movement, um, to have their voices centered and so that they can talk about it um, and they can talk about their own experience instead of having adults talk about their experience because, I mean, I, we just want to center the power around them because their voices are powerful and they should be able to have, um, um, they should just have control over their story and how their story is told versus an adult. So how does this process differ for abortion versus other services like STI testing, birth control, et cetera? Yeah. So with STI testing um, in Texas, we also have, well, so for birth control, we have a parental involvement law um, that teens have to get parental consent to get um, birth control. But once again, we have loopholes and that's the most amazing thing is, um, is by having an organization that looks for loopholes. Um, so this, the the way that the law is written is that um, in Texas, if they receive state funding, like they can't give birth control without parental consent unless the the clinic is funded through federal funding. So like Medicaid and Title X funding. So that's how teens can access birth control without parental consent. Um, that said... Um, we know that Title X funding is getting cut all the time. We know Medicaid funding is getting cut. And we also know that Texas didn't vote to expand um, Medicaid, you know, with the Affordable Care Act. So that means that, and to get Medicaid, it's really difficult. You have to make like less than $300 a month. So there's a lot of families that just don't qualify for Medicaid and they can't afford um, health insurance through the exchange plan. So, um, Teens can access it by going to these Title X clinics or um, if they don't have Medicaid. And what you do is, like, you just say that I'm a young person, I, um, I need birth control, I can't involve my parents, and I have no money. And that usually will help you get um, um, birth control at a Title X clinic. But you have to phrase it that way. You can't use jargon terms like Title X um, because it's likely that the front desk staff won't know what you're um, explaining. So um, that's the process to get it. But there's also the caveat of um, distance. So with our text hotline, we've noticed is that the average distance that like Texas teens are getting are having to drive to get to a, um, a a Title X clinic, a federally funded clinic, is like 30 miles round trip. Wow. And 30 miles is really hard if you don't um, if you don't have a driver's license. Um, and the people that are le- least likely to a- be able to access a driver's license because getting a driver's license is also expensive mm-hmm. um, are low-income um, youth. So, like, if you live in a rural area and um, you come from a low-income background, getting a driver's license is going to be a little bit more difficult. So getting to that clinic to access um, birth control um, might be a lot harder um, for you. In Absolutely. Those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
like um, Eleanor was saying that, like, they do so much around, uh, not just with judicial bypass, but with other things like um, birth control, um, sex ed, stuff like that. But specifically with Jane's due process, the way I got involved, um, I, so my story, when I was 17, I was looking to have an abortion when I found out that I was pregnant. But when I found out when I was pregnant, um, I also found out that I have had to I had to be over 18 to have an abortion without my parents' consent. And that kind of really like devastated me because I knew I couldn't have my parents involved. Like I knew that that was like the one thing that I couldn't have. And so when I was searching um, how to have an abortion in Texas, um, I found that you could have a, a a judicial bypass through Jane's due process and what I learned what it was it's basically a process to help you it's a it's a process to um get an abortion without having parental consent in Texas and it's like a very lengthy process I would say and a very complicated definitely very complicated process um so what you have to do is basically plead your case to this judge that you've never seen before and say um, why you do think that you're mature enough to make this decision to have an abortion without your parents um, and basically give them a reason, give the judge a reason to let you have that abortion without your parents' consent. And so the process is very lengthy because you need like your own attorney, then you need to um, go in front of the judge. And then once you go in front of the judge, they have to make a decision if it's a yes or no. And Luckily, in my case, it was a yes, um, uh, but in other cases, it, it is a no. And luckily, there is a way to go around it with, um, I'm, I'm not sure what it's called. I think it's uh, it's when they fight, like, their decision. I'm not really sure, but, um, yeah, that's basically the whole process. So then when you find out um, your decision, for me, it was a yes. So once I found that decision, I was able to take that, um, like, paper they gave me to the abortion clinic and tell them that I have like permission from the judge to let me have an abortion without my um, parents consent and so that's what the process was like for me amazing Eleanor I would love to hear you talk a little bit about the statewide text hotline that you briefly mentioned that you created at Jane's due process um and like kind of how this happened um why this service is so necessary um and what you all provide through it yeah, so the text hotline was actually started by um, our former um, colleague who now works at the Digital Defense Fund, Amanda Bennett. She um, she found uh, someone to help us. So Smooch, they've been bought out by Zendesk, but they like really sponsored our text hotline to give us the service for free where um, teens are able to text to us. And um, she wanted it because she was helping teens get through the judicial bypass process, but then she was getting all these other questions about birth control. And so she realized like teens don't want to really call. So they prefer to text and they needed someone to text who would be compassionate and help them understand like, and find, and, and have, finding the confidence to, you know, say like, I want birth control and to build that confidence in them um, that they do have that right because we know we have rights, but not everyone feels comfortable accessing them or like standing up or even just telling the clinic, like, let me speak to the manager if they're, mm -hmm. if they may not be as informed about um, their right to birth control. So we launched the text hotline. And then when I came on in um, 
in June 2018, we really expanded it. So like I have a background with um, national hotlines. I worked at the National Domestic Violence Hotline and Love is Respect, where we educated teens a lot about um, healthy relationships. So we've just really expanded it so that teens have, aren't talking to a bot, but they're talking to someone who's an ally, who's there to support them, that's not going to ask them why they're wanting to have sex or asking them invasive questions, but more like, you want birth control, this is how you can access your rights. And then um, when they get overwhelmed with the process too, where our volunteers are still there to like hold that space um, and to safety plan with them until they're able to get to a clinic. So um, I think that's what we do is like, we just provide a lot of emotional support um, to making sure that they feel um, supported every step of the way to get like birth control because it's hard. Yeah. And is this hotline only for teens and young people that live in Texas? Um, so yeah, our hotline is we primarily serve Texas youth. I just wanted to mention um, about the text line. That's actually what I use to contact gains to process. And from a perspective of a teen, you know, like with technology and everything, um, it was very helpful because um, one, you don't really know like a person's situation, especially if they're trying to get like a, an abortion without their parents' consent. And if their parents are very like strict, then texting is probably like a great option. So that way they're not like on the phone call, like, with their parent possibly, like, listening in. Um, and the reason why I really liked it is because um, at, at the time, I remember when I found the phone number, when I texted it, um, I remember I was just, like, really emotional at the time, and I, like, could not, like, make a sentence out, like, if I tried to speak. So I just remember, like, crying so much and kind of, like, panicking, but then having, like, someone to text, and then it's not, like, a you know it's like an actual person mm -hmm. and then they responded to me so quickly and they were like okay this, these are the steps you need to take and it just kind of like like reassured me a lot and I really love that text line option amazing yeah super super important especially with the pandemic um to really explain uh you know have your rights explained to you by a professional who is non-judgmental and there to help you um, must be in incredibly timely um, when you're in crisis or when you really need information. So I'm really glad that um, someone was there for you, Veronica. That's awesome. Um, and Veronica, I would love to know if you could tell us a little bit more about the youth leadership program and your work in the program. Yeah. Um, so the way it started um, when I first like had my abortion and everything and then when I started short storytelling um the same case manager that uh Eleanor was talking about earlier Amanda uh, Amanda Bennett she actually she was the one that actually told me about like the storytelling opportunity and I felt like I could trust her so much so then I was just like okay like I'll do it I'll do like the storytelling and then that's how it started and then so after all of that after I started to get involved more um, <clears throat> she had like this idea of having to help, um, other teens that are going in the same, going through the same thing that I was. And she thought that it would be such a great program to, I'm not exactly sure who started it, but I just remember when it started, um, and how they were asking me for like my input, like how we should approach things. And so when it started the, um, the thing the program, I remember her asking for, like, my input and asking, like, 
oh, um, when she started, like, when she told me about it, she was like, there was this, this, this program that we want to start where we're going to be helping teens that are going, that went through the same, that are going through the same thing that I went through and some of my other, like, coworkers. Um, it sounded like such a great thing because I remember being in that position when I was trying to get my abortion and it felt like I couldn't tell anyone and I especially couldn't tell anyone because I was trying to hide it from, like, my, my family. I was trying to hide it from, um, my my parents most importantly so having someone there um to kind of guide you especially since they've been through the same thing would have been like very reassuring to me to make sure that um that I wasn't alone that other people have gone through it and that they went through it that they successfully went through it and so when it started out I thought it was such a great idea because I thought it would be so important especially with um because I just remember the, the way I felt. Like, I felt very scared because it was, like, the craziest thing, hardest thing I had ever had to do, and I was kind of doing it alone. Um, so then when this program started, before it, like, officially started, I kind of had some, like, practice rounds with some people. So basically what the job entails is that we, um, the support leaders, we are able to help these teens that are going through the currently going through the same process by a, like various amount of ways um so one is like transportation um I remember like when I first started we would mostly do like transportation like some people in my city I would um take them to their appointment or bring them back home from their appointment and that was like one part of the job and the second part of the job was like being there for them like emotionally and kind of like talking to them in person or on the phone, like letting them know the process of how it was. And sometimes their question ranged from like, do, from the judicial bypass process, like how it actually went, what the, what kind of questions that the judge asked you, like what to expect to like the abortion part of it, like how it would feel like, um, because you know, some of these people, it was like their first time, some of them it was like the second time, so they knew. But I got to basically share my experience um, throughout the whole way, like specifically from getting the um, bypass, meeting my lawyer, going to the I'm cl- going to the clinic, and then going in front of a judge, like my experience. So basically, this whole program is trying to use my experience, use our experience, and help people going through the same thing, and. It was such an amazing thing because I remember when we first started, I had helped this one person. um, And at the time, she was very, um, she was like really broke. Her and her boyfriend had moved in together and they both, um, they were both like really poor. Like they were like super hungry, I remember. And I felt so bad. Like I, um, I just remember hearing their situation and then when she got the abortion, I was just so glad because I know her plans were, she wanted to like get her GD. She wanted to move to like a different state. And then when she got her abortion and we met up again, um, she was doing so much better because I think she had gone through the process twice. So then the second time I saw her, um, she was doing so much better. Like she was on her track getting a G- her GD. She was working, um, her and her boyfriend were working. And so they were like pretty, um, they were like getting better and it was so amazing just to see their improvement. And I can just imagine what would have happened if they weren't able to get that abortion. And so 
just being able to help these people, um, it was just really amazing to me and kind of emotional because, like, it just reminded me of what I would have had to gone through mm-hmm. if I didn't get the And I specifically wanted to, like, go to school and I can just imagine if I didn't, like, I'd be in a different, completely different situation than I am right now. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you are, you are doing incredible work and it's so, so meaningful. Um, and you're really giving people, um, like a chance to live the life that they want, which is so important. Um, thank you both so much for being on. We have one more question. Um, this has been really awesome. Um, if a young person in Texas is listening to this, um, Eleanor, can you just share, um, a little bit more about where people can find you, um, where online, how to contact you if they want to learn more about the services that you can kind of connect them to offer them, um, and where they can learn, you know, if they are a young person, um, where, where can they find you to learn more? Um, young people can find us on the internet. So we're on TikTok. Um, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Uh, we're on WhatsApp. We're on Snapchat. Um, we're on Twitter and they can text us, but they can also DM us. Uh, we know that some young people are concerned or they may not have a connection to, or like have a provider to be able to text, but they can still DM us, um, from anywhere. And you can do Instagram DMs from your browser now. So, um, yeah, they can reach out to us that way. They can call us. And what's your uh, what's your handle on all those platforms? Yeah, our handle on all the platforms is just Jane's due process. So um, they'll be able to reach out to us that way. Amazing. Um, thank you both so, so much for, for being on today. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Ever wish you had an exact replica of your gorgeous parts? Well, now you can make one yourself, thanks to Clonawilly. Clonawilly and Clonapussy are DIY molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva at home into a high-quality sex toy or memento. Use promo code SEXED20 for 20% off your purchase at www.clonawilly.com. Follow them on Instagram at clonawillykit. Want to win a year's worth of free lube? Yeah, I'll bet you do. All you have to do is enter the secret code word into the UberLube Google form on our Instagram link tree, and bam, you're entered to win that sweet, sweet year's worth of lube. I'll bet you want to know what that code word is right about now, don't you? Okay, fine, I'll tell you, but don't tell anyone. The secret code word is slippery. Enter that word into the Google form on our Instagram link tree, and you'll be entered to win. Good luck! Sex Ed with DB is supported by Pandia Health the only doctor-led birth control delivery company. Here are some fun facts about Pandia Health. Most birth control is free with insurance or for $15 per pack without. Your birth control comes with free delivery and free goodies, and you can get an online doctor visit if you need it, which is perfect during COVID-19. Go to pandiahealth.com, that's P-A-N-D-I-A health.com, and use code SEXEDFREE to get a free telemedicine appointment for the first 50 people who sign up. Offer only valid in Arizona, California, Florida, Texas, and Wyoming. Our creator, co-producer, sound engineer, and host is me, Danielle Bezalel, aka DB. Our co-producer and communications lead is Katherine Cohen. Our main logo and banner graphic were created by Andrea Forgotch. Our social media intern is Leslie Lopez. 
Our music theme is by Hook Sounds. Our ad music is by my stepdad, Bill Gant. Thank you so much to our featured guests, partners, and our listeners. If you're interested in advertising with us, email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on Insta at sexedwithdbpodcast. Tune in next time.